Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the e-commerce insights podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. I'm here with my guest, Mark Morrow from Get Main Lobster. How you doing, Mark? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing great. Turning 49 tomorrow. So don't stress me out. I need to no more wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode today near and dear to my heart, something that you've been doing and that I sort of helped you with back in the day. And a lot of brands aren't doing it. A lot of brands that are making a lot of money still aren't doing this. And they're all curious about how this works. What I'm talking about, e-com lead gen. How do you do lead gen when you're just trying to sell people stuff? Why are they leads? How are they leads that you just got a Shopify store with? A lot of people are really like baffled by this that have built seven figure brands. So I'm super pumped to talk about it. Right from the get-go, I guess to, you know, just to prove you know what you're talking about here, how much money would you say you've made from leads in the past X amount of years, a range that you're uh, comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, in the past, I don't know, six or so years, I mean, we've been doing this for 10 years, but I would say we got hot and heavy about six years ago, and I'd say we've probably done about $14 million through email. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's 14 million from leads. So... And just yeah. for those of you from home, how Mark and I talk about leads, when we, we say this, we mean people that weren't on his email list and had never bought, and then he got them to join his list. That's what we're calling lead gen. And then they eventually bought. Sometimes same day, many times in the future. Your average is actually 30. It used to be 44 days. You get it down to 22. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk about the genesis. Why, why lead gen? I mean... You really were just selling. You do get a Shopify store, right? You're just like, come buy my stuff. Like, where's the lead concept even come in? We're experiencing high CAC and I wanted to lower it. So I also knew that it's not a quick decision product because the AOV is so high. I mean, if you're going to have a lobster dinner delivered to your house in Los Angeles, you're going to spend 180 to 200 bucks, right? So People need a little bit of nurturing. So, you know, we decided that lead gen, you know, was the way to go. But at the time, right, I worked with you on this. I didn't even know, like, how do I do that? If I can get their email, I know that I can convert them, but I need to get it. So what are the tools that we're going to use? What are the headlines, hooks, and offers, right? Because I think about that, like, why are you going to give me your email address? So what do I need to do for a carrot to make it mm. worthwhile, you know? Yes. Again, well, the thought process is important. So we get a lot of econ brands working with us, but a lot more on the list that we hope to work with us someday. But even if they don't, (laughs) this is like crazy valuable. So they're staring at their Shopify store and like, ah, I I, got to do lead gen because people are clicking and not buying. Like, what's the process? Like, I want this F to B. Just what do you do first? You're staring at your product page. You start there or no? Maybe no. I I start. I, I I personally start with the landing page, and then. I look at, well, actually, actually stop, pause. I, before that, I look at historical consumer behavior. So I look at time spent on site. I look at certain, you know, because we have audiences in our Facebook, you know, I look at what they do and then I'm like, okay, I know they like deals. So let me design some deals, right? And you have to experiment, maybe test and see which do well. And then I create a landing page. I happen to use Unbounce. 
because it directly connects to Clavio and then Fusionsoft so that we can have our automated campaigns. So I do that first and then I design the sequence. I design the timing and then how many emails it's going to be and then what I'm going to say throughout. I begin with, hey, welcome. It's me. I'm a good person. I got a good product <laughs> and, and I'm going to treat you like family, you know, and you can count on this. And here's a coupon, as I promised, right? On the landing page, I promised a coupon saying, hey, this is a really good deal. But if you give me your email, I'll, I'll make it convenient. I'll send you a coupon right to your inbox, you know. And then you got to put on that page all the trust badges and that people talked about us and testimonials, all these things that made people be like, yeah, let me see what this guy's got up his sleeve, you know. So they get that welcome one. And then the next one's like, hey, if they didn't open it, hey, I wanted to make sure you saw this because you took an action that made it sound like you were interested in hearing from us. Just want to make sure you got it. Or they open and clicked, you know, and you say, hey, what did you see? Did you not find what you're looking for? Da, da, da. So a variety wow, of things. That's smart. Love it. Based on behavior. Yeah. So open, non-open, click, engage, you know, whatever. And all that's, we track everything, right? So then finally at the end, which is the most fun for me, is I apologize for failing to inspire them to try us out. And I let them know that, listen, I'm not going to remove you from the list. I'll just toss you in with, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people that we've served. And when you're ready, you're ready. No pressure. And I kind of let it go. And that's why it's the 22, 44 you know, 90, whatever days. We and had then, down to 22. So yeah, it's working. <laughs> yeah. So just down the line, they, you never know when the timing is right for someone. Um, you can make certain assumptions if you have all the data available to you. And then you can design the experience accordingly. But we spend a lot of time on headlines, hooks, you know, the offer, whether it's a video visual that's trying to inspire them and make them hungry, or if it's just a straight photograph. I don't know if you recall, but one time we used a photo that actually had just the lobster shell in it. Like there was no lobster, but it performed well, you know, and it was like, you know, Hey, this could be your plate. All the lobster's gone. <laughs> kind of thing. So, man. So the, the email that's really slick. I don't. A lot of people don't put that much effort in, which they should. I mean, millions made on email, and this is how you convert the lead gen. Now, the landing page design. Talk about that. You got the trust factors on there, whatever those happen to be. Everyone's got testimonials they can put up. So, is it most? Is the image like? Is the ad? Talk about the ad then. So is the ad going to match the image on the landing page? And then how yeah. tight does everything have to message? Because a lot of times it seems hit or miss with people. And how important was that in your testing? Yeah, you need continuity, right? So because they're on this platform and they saw this, it's in their brain. So when they go, you want them to see something very similar, right? Same brand, same image. Headline is very similar. Subheading is very similar. And then you get into some of the personalization stuff. And then you make sure, you know, the key factors are above the page fold. It's hard to 
design something impactful and one page fold, but it's possible to get most of the important stuff in there. Prioritize, right? So you think about yourself as a you know consumer and what does it take for you to buy? And then you try to design accordingly. But of course, you're always experimenting. So you have historical data that tells you, because you'll do one experience, multiply it by five to see which one wins. And they're like, okay, I know this one won because of this, that, and the other. And then you got a variable of timing. For my particular business, if it's you know close to a holiday like Mother's Day, it's a little bit easier for me to entice people. But if it's between two major holidays, which for us is Labor Day and Columbus Day, that's a really tough period. It's hard to inspire people, right? So we're constantly working on, you know, how do we keep sales way, way up, even though it's really, really hard because you don't have anything to talk about, you know? Whereas if you have a holiday, you have something to talk about. Hey, mom's going to love you more than your brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny one. stuff, yeah. So you create an unbalanced page for the, so with the deal. Now, what have you found? What type of deals? But is it bogos, free shipping, some high yeah, percentage so, off? Yeah, we start with you know, it used to just be bogo, going really really well. Buy one get one like, for the lay people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know you can design that. It takes a little bit of thought because you know you want it to be a good deal. At the same time, you need it to be profitable, and then we added free ship right? Just up the ante a little bit. Plus, you know, unit economics, you scale your business, your costs go down. Although UPS is telling me they're going to raise my rates, which is unbelievable. That's ridiculous. You design around that accordingly, but it is ridiculous. What about uh, upsells after the sale? Like you upsell on the page, but Mm -hmm. then don't you, you even do upsells between the sale and the ship. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do yeah. that. Let's talk about that move because yeah. that that tends to add some nice money there. I rec- yeah, we have a sixteen percent conversion rate. What's that? We have a sixteen percent conversion rate on upsells. Yeah, I mean that's the money maker, and we bring in value add products, and because everything's already paid for, right? We've already covered the box, coolant, labor, product, shipping, so then we can have an exceptional offer you know, during the checkout because everything's paid for. So I can give you this product for next, not next to nothing, but for a super great value to you. I think that's why it's at 16%. And we choose intentional value add products that go well with what they ordered, obviously, you know. I always like the one, hey, I'm on the dock. Do you want me to throw in some chowder real quick? Although you're actually on the dock now. <laughs> at the time you we are, right? I Funny enough. That. that was fun. Yeah. I'm just throwing this chowder for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it was. I don't remember. People yeah, loved we it. had a freaking loved it. Yeah, we had a pre, then we had checkout screen, and then we had post email upsell. Hey, I'm gonna be packing your order tomorrow. And Mark's out on the wharf, but he said I can give you a good deal. You know. <laughs> That's and gold, that, man. Yeah. Because I've seen in front of you know, we've seen seven, eight billion in track sales we track. So I've seen a lot of data and people upsell the hell out of things during the checkout, but almost no one's doing the yeah. that delay period. So that's a huge insight for people on the call. Just throwing an email two hours after the purchase. Hey, we're packing it. Click here and we'll add blah, blah, blah to your order for whatever you're going to charge them. 
Think about if you if you bought the Peloton. You probably already have, but let's say I, you haven't. Dude, I have, and I was just going to use this. So let's see what you, I was just going to say, yeah. like, I want more goodies with it. I'm already exactly. buying it. Ooh, exactly. Throw in like whatever. I, so I want everything. Just let's, let's role play. I'm Peloton. You just bought one and it arrived. It's going to arrive. No, let's say it arrived two weeks ago, right? Yeah, but That's they even have easy. a lag though. Their lag's like a month because they're selling yeah, so many. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so it already arrived. So that's me. So it already awesome. arrived. And then I'm going to be like, Scotty, I'm so pumped to tell you about this new widget that can just make your workouts that much more motivating, that much more exciting. And listen, I actually already have it in a box and I have a label on it. And it usually goes for 100 bucks, but I'm going to give it to you for 35 and it can have it there in two days. You good? You know, and you make yeah. it so it's, Single click. I want this Boom. to be true. I want that right. super nice Peloton shirt that's 68 bucks. I bought one, but they're 68 bucks. And their shorts are 68 bucks. 68 bucks. They have these the oh perfect biking shorts, but they're 68 bucks. I was like, somewhere else, they're probably for sale the same kind. They just branded them, but I don't have the time. And it's Peloton yeah. and everything else is so good yeah. with them. It's like, screw it. <laughs> Paid yeah. it. And you know what? They're nice. Yeah. As soon as they come out of the wash, I wear them the very next bike every time. So I'm like, I need more pairs. <laughs> so I only do laundry like twice a month. Yeah. I think you just really need to be thoughtful around how exciting it is. You know, my product is exciting. A Peloton is exciting, right? That's a cultural shift that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So with my product, it's exciting because let's say it's my anniversary and I want to do something super duper special. And I got live lobsters coming and I'm going to cook them up for my wife. And so I want to hear how I can enhance it even further. You yes. know? And, and that's where if you really want to being empathetic and thoughtful actually helps your lifetime value because when you do that sort of you're upselling, but in reality, the customer feels that you're enhancing the experience. And which you are, right? But they're going to want to do it again and again and again. Because yeah, they, then when that shows up and they have the chowder, they're like, oh, yeah, I added this in last minute. And then it tastes good. And then they're like, oh, then they're going to do the upsell. Or they're, they're just going to always going to get the chowder. Oh. Or they'll say, hey, can I get all chowders? Right? And that's not a great value for them. And we're honest. We're like, listen, I can send you a couple of chowders, but I got to charge you like 70 bucks and it's not worth it. Yeah. You know what you should do? Why don't you just stock up on some lobster tails, you know, and then get six chowders, right? And then you're going to get value. And then call your neighbors over, show them how cool you are with lobster tails, blah, blah. This is all drives the lead gen too, because then the LTV of the leads goes through the roof. And then you can pay more for the leads. And then because of that, exactly. you can bid more. And because your bid price is higher, because everyone, everyone wants cheap CPL, everybody does, but. You pay a little more the bit the bidding algorithms. I mean, I've talked, I've been to talked to Facebook and Google. I got, I was, I was like, that to me is a celebrity. The people that write the algorithms, <laughs> it's not like some <laughs> person that plays pretend on a movie screen. I don't care about that stuff. I go, who figured out how to do these bidding things? So I get to talk to them, and it's like, so you got this pool of people that they have a predictive value based on whatever you're trying to do. So if you're coming in and bidding a dollar, and your competitor is bidding five bucks. Well, obviously they get more, more business, but when you're doing all these smart campaigns, like with Google, and Facebook has a similar thing. They're trying to give you people that will convert based on what you've told them and what, you know, and some other factors. 
So when you're coming in cheapy cheap, you're going to get cheap. <laughs> the people that aren't as desirable, frankly, people that click right. on everything that are like, you know, people that are sitting around, click on everything on Facebook aren't people that can spend 200 bucks on food. People right. that are busy, harder to reach. And that they also Facebook, all Facebook and Google's algorithms say, Ooh, these people have money. Well, they're going to cost more to get in front of, and they're going right. to cost more to convert, but they're more <laughs> likely to convert. So, and that pond can get fished out. But you make more money them. off of them. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah. It took me a while to get around to that. It took me a long while. I mean, 10 years it took me, you know? Well, and every uh, campaign you get panicked when it doesn't go ROI positive day one. Oh yeah. I still do. <laughs> so the weekends is the worst time. So any agency that is ever going to work with me, just know on the weekends, I'm going to hammer you. Well, unless you're killing it, right? Even when they are killing it, if they have one day that's bad, I'm all over. What happened? You know, agencies, but, tough uh, it is, man. That's why yeah. we're here to support those folks, man. Right. It tough. It's always, what have you done yeah. for me lately? So yeah. to your lead gen points, like you have a ton of lead gen data and some agencies have done some good stuff for you there. Sometimes what I tell them, which I want to hear your perspective, but I'm like, well, the idea is each month your client's going to be always like, what have you done for me lately? Like you just did. And we want to give you data as evidence to say, hey, you know that friggin' million you did this month? Well, 200K came from leads I bought you the last three months. That's how you're getting these customers. So don't forget that before you like flip out because we didn't make you 500% today. Like, right. I mean, yeah, are that's as where aggressive you, as I am on things, but yeah, I'm reminding that's where you. Yeah, you just got to look at the data and know that, all right, it's coming. For example, you know, we've been bringing in a bunch of leads, a bunch of leads, and, and now they're going to really start paying off in the next, you know, we get beyond the election and into Thanksgiving. Suddenly, all those are going to start, you know, paying off all the lead gen that we've been doing without a holiday, right? So, I want to get into that. Let me turn on the light though. It's getting dark here. Jesus, it's like 4.30. This is ridiculous. So as it relates to like holidays, you know, buying the leads ahead of your busy time, but then also like the gift card strategy is big. So lead gen, when you do the lead gen, so you're kind of, is the ad kind of mirroring the landing page? And then I think normally you just redirect them to the offer you were going to, the offer is already live and having yeah. ads run to the offer at the same time, right? Yeah, we used to somewhat hide the offer so that you it would not be easy to find, but we would auto send them there post yeah. and then send the coupon to their email. So we've done both where we would display it on the success page, you know. Yeah, just redirect them. But then you also have that page. People could get to it on the site. You can run it as a direct response offer at the same time, side by side. No, because no oh. one really cares. I mean, what happens? Like, hey, wait a minute. I could have just got this and I didn't have to get it. Who gives a shit? No one, no one does. No well, one you got to give us your email for the tracking number anyway, right? Yeah. So a very small percent of people. Some people be like, oh, man, you know, you could have just told me about it. And I said, well, actually, I couldn't. And I learned this a while ago. <laughs> I have to woo you, right? Yeah. So I have to woo you and then you're going to do it. Now, you may be a one percenter, so you don't have to be wooed. You just do it. But most normal people that you're asking to spend 180 bucks for dinner, you got to woo them, right? Yep. So, and that's why we do it. And then one last thing. So then now holidays coming up. So you've been spending like mad on lead gen because like when the dust settles in January and you've had like some crazy good 
Christmas months, probably pushing a ton of gift cards because those are great for like last second Christmas. Buy them, print them out, jam them in a stocking or, right. you know, mail them or then email them to family real quick. Like right. it's a good bailout gift that's, that everybody loves. But then that's when like that lead gen from, the, from like uh, September that was like, oh crap, no one bought anything. Like all of a sudden, ROI in your campaigns looks much better in January. I mean, it looks phenomenal. That's when totally. you find out what you're going to do next time, right? Or are you going to drive yeah. Valentine's Day is from the, the lead buying lessons you learn from Q4. Yeah, we don't even get a break, right? Because Valentine's is just right around the corner from, from Christmas. So, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. We get to discover what all those leads, because December is our biggest month, you know, by far. And typically four or five X, you know, any other month, which is a little scary for this year. <laughs> so I guess to sum up how I heard the lead gen, if you're at home and you're an e-com owner looking to get into lead gen, you get your idea of the offer and create the landing page. Then you think about the emails, then you build the email structure out of how you're going to try to convert them using what you'd said earlier. And it's particularly including those like re-email people that don't open the first email. That's like, people don't do that stuff. They got to do that. Then you add in the upsells post-sale, which is going to help everything, but also is going to help your lead buying. Then you write an ad that's going to match the landing page which is then going to redirect to the offer page that you probably have live anyway. Then you get some lead gen. Then you just got to buy yeah. the right leads. Yeah. You just got to make something of value, right? So people like deals, no matter affluency, right? The wealthiest people in the world still want a deal. So the targeting know? I noticed for, cause Google lead gens a lot better. I noticed you guys have had some luck in market audiences and then category interests. Well, it'll already be live after this, be too late, but I'm doing one on just how to take your best Facebook lead gen and move it over to Google. We're going to do some stuff with that next week. But I mean, there's a couple of them were like in the market for seafood in the market. It's like right. all, Google's, all, all Google's eyes just, it's like targeting like Facebook now. You can just say, hey, find people that are, you think with all your power are looking for what I have. Do all that crazy keyword research anymore, which... Yeah. And after time, I mean, you start to see, like, for example, I know that most of our people love to travel, right? So travel is a good one. And I also know that if the further away you live, the shinier my product is, right? Mm -hmm. So California, great market. And because good Maine lobster does not exist in California, even at the restaurant, right? The best stuff goes in a box. So, and they know that they've tasted the difference, fancier palate or whatever. Brian Callahan had your lobsters last week. Yeah. He's from the vineyard. He's like yeah. one of the greatest lobsters I ever had. He won best chowder in the islands. He was so, I mean, he's a chef. He orders all the time. And that's what I cherish the most is when somebody like that, you know, says something. Cause I know that our product is better, you know, is better than anything anyone can get. But when you have somebody like that, you know, say it yeah. and you're like, yeah, see the crab legs were awesome too. I don't know where you even yeah. get those, but me and Melissa yeah. love those, the snow crab. Those legs. were those tough, uh, to find. Nova, snow crab's tough to find. Yeah. Those were Nova Scotia. Good stuff. Wild caught. Good, yeah, clean. They were, they were fantastic. 
So that's kind of like the blueprint. And then targeting Facebook. So basically you Google, you go in, in market audience and just, there's like 8,000 categories. You find people, all Google's looking at, you know, they're looking at search history, places visited, what you're doing on your Android phone, videos you're watching on YouTube, search, and they've got two other properties. So they got like seven, eight, they have this, it's a crazy amount of data. So they use all that and say, hey, this person is likely, they seem to really like seafood because someone emailed them, hey, I miss lobster in the email. And then they get in the bucket and then now you can target them. It's like genius. Right. We're scary. Cooking. <laughs> yeah. Google also has that in-market list now. It's kind of similar to Facebook lookalikes where you can you know, target people like people. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, and then with Facebook, any particular strategies? I know it's test, it's really always just testing. Yeah. But is it lookalikes of customers? It's kind of a no brainer to target. Anything mm-hmm. else? You know, we'll do some displaced type, you know, displaced New Englanders. Look at people who are from certain areas, but went to school back east, right? And then went back, right? So, college here, from here, but lived here in its way that those tend to do well. And then the fluency triggers. And, you know, that could be a variety of things. But geographics, right? We know certain zip radiuses, you know, can perform really, really well. For example, Albuquerque, New Mexico is one of the highest conversion rates for us, which makes sense, right? As long as you hit the right fluency trigger. Is that because they know about your Indian, New Mexican tattoos? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think because it's the desert, right? So you really can't get no it. Idea. Makes sense. I guess it doesn't matter. It just is. Yeah. doesn't need a reason. Well, this was super helpful. This is going to be helpful for a lot of people. This is like the, the hot thing that you know our sales team hears on calls the most from our Shopify store owners is they see the demo or they hear your story and then they want to know how to do it. This will tell them. So hmm. mission Sweet. accomplished. So it's just been something we've done. All right, man. I don't want to cool. keep you. Daughter's birthday and maybe any someone else's tomorrow. Never know. So you get a big day. Yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks for your time. Everyone, thanks for All listening. Right. It's the Commerce Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier. Take it easy.